Hey, hello and good morning. This is the big kickoff Sunday, the 13th of May. but that got me going this morning <laughs> listen it's Sunday the 13th of May welcome here to the big kickoff here on Liffey Sounds 96.4 you can find us on all the usual on Facebook and Twitter and uh, listen to us worldwide on the tune in radio app so hello to anyone out there who's listening to us live and far off uh, uh, parts of the world so give us a shout here on um, the big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter and then of course if you want to get in, to- in touch with us on the phone lines it's 87 so Leinster are European champions my friend you can't not start anywhere else uh, yeah well I didn't see it well, at least you're honest <laughs> so uh, I'm from what I've heard about it wasn't exactly a thriller uh, a stereotypical cup final if you're kind of a soccer fan a football fan it was very much exactly like that which is not what you'd expect necessarily with rugby now it happens the odd time but incredibly tense affair very tight affair uh, was it 15-12 or 15-12 15-12 sorry yeah so of course all penalties they were trying to kind of play their normal game but not overdoing it so to speak and very much kind of Leinster played within themselves a little bit but the defensive side of things on both sides was awesome yeah. you know uh, James Ryan got man of the match and as I told you on the way in like he's unbeaten in his whole career still yeah. hasn't lost the game both with Ireland and Leinster has no idea what defeat means Graham start. Um so phenomenal for him and it was, a, it was a great win I still have to find out I'm going to Google it in one of the long songs why Nasewa took over from Sexton and maybe he had a slight put now I know he's taken a few before throughout the season so maybe it's a bit of a thing near yeah, the end it's obviously not bottle or anything, so no, it must be an injury I, I presume so but um, yeah like you know it's 12 all with two minutes to go you can dress up the whole 80 minutes but Teddy Tama basically handles them on the plate he got the ball and a normal game probably would try and go around the outside and this that and the other but when it's two when it's the biggest game of the year and it's 12 each two minutes to go just inside your own 22 you don't go around the outside No, two or three to manage to get a hold of them and just drag them over the line yeah, no, it's and Leinster got away with it because they lost uh, the, tr- uh, the line out just before that and ended up back at Rassing and then somehow he went for it and they got it and so they got the 20 they got the line out with the 22 again they got a second go and of course a couple of phases got the penalty. it's and, a bit like uh, 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 David Ginola yeah. for France in 94 John Barnes and it, like, there's yeah. always then one, one or two moments where you kind of your whole campaign your normal game mode comes in and you kind of forget listen Put the ball under the jumper and hold on to it. Don't you're you're in your twenty two here, mate. Yeah. He was French, if you know what I mean. Stereotypical French instead of being a bit more sensible. But it, it's irrelevant when in a couple of years' time the performance won't mean nothing. Leinster yeah. now, I think with Toulouse now have four each, uh, an incredible record. And you know, watching it afterwards, it, like you watch the rugby guys and the difference is unreal. Like you know the. Just the lifting of the trophy, there was no kind of people trying to push each other out of the way to make sure they were right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, getting the thing. And if anything, Sexton was a nice touch. He got Jordy Murphy up. So him and Asaywa and Jordy Murphy lifted it. Murphy was in the scrap heap. Right. And he's been turfed out. Then there was a couple of injuries. 
and he's been arguably one of the best players in the team for yeah, the last few yeah, for the yeah. for half the season. So Sexton brought him up and made him lift the trophy because he was gone only for uh, one or two so it was a nice little touch and literally within 20-30 seconds half of them didn't even get a chance to lift the trophy they all just walked off to kind of go out and celebrate with the fans, the fans and stuff yeah. compared to you know what you see like making sure your jersey or like your name would be on the, the front of your chest like you see with, even yeah. the under-17 in England doing that, that like for that was under-17 you know, we lot, know that that's down to agents and all that sort ah, of stuff sure of know? course but it's just a class touch and then there was this girl on who would have been like she's some form, of, some form of disability. She was, I think she's a regular. She's a well-known within the group, and they had her on the pitch. And God love her, like you want to see her. She was buzzing, and okay. she was going bananas. And she took the top off at one point. Now she was wearing another top underneath. Thank God, yeah. but she starts whipping it around. The lads were loving it, so it was a nice touch, you know. But yeah, just good on a bunch of lads. And of course, Stuart Lancaster deserves a lot of credit. Sky, you had him on, and he's just delighted with life again after being turfed out of England, kind yeah. of thing. And. By all accounts, he's getting a lot of the praise as well as Leo Cullen for kind of just tweaking it to to that next level where there was a talk of dynasty. Is it on the cards? You can never say never. Like, obviously, it's a strong word, but like, if it keeps going the way it is, yeah, this, it could be another Leinster team that's going to yeah. dominate well, Europe. The good thing is, is that they got their, they've got their club back into it because it was the situation yeah. there where Irish clubs were fading for a while. Two so. years ago, they, they were bottom of the group. Yeah. Literally as simple as that. So, you know, hopefully it is. And with Munster kind of getting to the semis as well, it'd be nice to see them kind of... Because if the two of them push off each other, it could be fantastic for the game. And of course, Ur- Irish rugby is so strong at the moment anyway. But um, yeah, uh, they'll, I'm sure they've enjoyed themselves last night. And I know there's a homecoming in Donnybrook today in the afternoon. But then it's back to business. Munster in RDS next That's Saturday. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If it was anyone else, you could probably think whatever. But uh, phenomenal stuff. Well, hopefully they get out and celebrate. Hopefully they're yeah. celebrating now. If, if, I mean, they go out against the, uh, Munster in the next one, but Heineken Cups, or sorry, jeez, I nearly Other, uh, please, please drink responsibly, <laughs> another, uh, other, 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 other drinks and cups <laughs> are available. But it's mad how that just sits in your head, isn't it? It's, but it's the way it is. Other, uh, you know, European <laughs> titles don't come around too often of so not. it's just a, 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 ali, ali, ali. and again we probably take it as granted now but you know yeah in another 10 years time they may not have won a title in like, those 10 years this is the ironic so. thing uh, of Irish rugby like it's been incredibly average for 40 or 50 years and yeah. for the last 15 years like it's like the next the generation below us or below us again like this is this mightn't last we might end up kind of being fourth and fifth in the Six Nations for about 10 years yeah, if, yeah. if some generations just don't come true it, that's where potentially Ireland can be yeah, we're just kind of expecting it now, yeah exactly yeah. so it be like it's phenomenal what they're doing to be able to maintain whatever about kind of flashing the pans or lucky squads with Ireland every now and then but to be able to maintain this now and keep rotating it this is the fourth or fifth kind of team like say Ireland or say yeah, Leinster yeah. and they're still pushing it so phenomenal stuff well anyway before we go to our Irish song what have you got coming up today man well we have Orla McAleese coming in she's with the who is she say say the, the viewers she's from the Irish American Football Association oh yeah <laughs> so she's uh, the new president of the Irish yeah. uh, American Football Association she's going to come in and talk to us all American football and basically where it stands and what where it's going in, in Ireland, I suppose. And uh, hi, 
it might be interesting to know where it is on a European stage, you know. So. Well, yeah, there's. Uh, I did a bit of research and uh, Dublin Good Rebels are, uh, won a European trophy. Uh, she can explain it in more detail but at the Atlantic Cup see there's different levels obviously yeah. and whatever tier we're in but uh, yeah the Dublin Rebels were the European champions at their level there you go amongst other things and there was an interna- I've seen on the news so I can't wait to see what she says about it but like, there was an international under 20s or under 20s team right. so I've never actually thought of American football on the international yeah, stage yeah, so it'll be interesting yeah. Yeah. so anyway okay we so up? we've got the water boys and the hole in the moon that just died <laughs> a bit like our career uh, the water boys there with Hole in the Moon that's a great show brilliant song. like we just said Jesus we, we punch well above our weight music wise don't we that's what we, we, we'll never be short of Irish music to yeah. play on this show, yeah. show so. speaking of which a little tip of the hat to Rhino Shock and see yesterday who came a credible 16th in the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> we hammered Britain anyway We hammered the UK Which would be Which would be glad to know It's just Yeah Well Although the song where she Boxed like a chicken one <laughs> I can't do it It was I Because I, I, I I'm not your dog Yeah one was cross-eyed Was she, was she cross-eyed or Don't she, know Was she doing that Don't, purpose know. Or don't know Let's move on <laughs> But uh, Yeah some Some one or two Actual credible songs If a proper true American pop star Had to be doing They'd be number one The Czech Republic song Is actually very cool and There was one or two others But uh, yeah They had their one or two Kind of funky ones But not as much Eurovision-y stereo- Like that was a typical Stereotypical uh, Eurovision song And it won Ironically yeah. But there wasn't too many of them you know, um, and some, some some of the stage production was phenomenal. Like, they really do throw a sh- sugar load of money. I nearly yeah. said it. But, um, yeah, good stuff. A bit of crack. Watched that at home with the sister and the, my niece and my two as well. So it was good crack. We had That's a bit of a laugh. it is now, isn't it? It's just a... It's a bit of a laugh, yeah. A bit of a laugh. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had a, an invader as well on the UK uh, performance. It was good crack. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she ploughed on and I, she was probably hoping for the sympathy vote. Like, because like, they gave her the option to go again. She said, no. But, meh. <laughs> okay, listen, we'll go back to sports. <laughs> yeah. Moving along quickly. Yeah. Where so, would you like to go? <laughs> uh, in his latest press conference, uh, Pep Guardiola confirmed that club legend Yaya Torre will be leaving yeah, Manchester yeah. City yeah, at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Colo were doing it there the other Colo, night. They, yeah. He had some kind of a farewell game or something. Oh, did they? Apparently, or I'm not sure. One of the clickbaity ones, but I never actually clicked onto it. But I think the two of them did it with the fans anyway. Because uh, he was there, I think it was some kind of a farewell game for 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 yeah 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 and, yeah yeah. Oh, they gave him the they gave him the tunnel of kicks and slaps. Did you ever, did you ever see that? Oh, Where, did, this all is the, for all, birthday cake. Uh, yeah, all, the, all the players down are uh, it's like when the rugby when they clap yes, them off. Yeah. Of course, he goes through and they're all slapping the head off him and giving him boots and stuff like that. So that was kind of his his farewell sort of. Uh, what was what's the word I'm looking for? He's still going to play on, I presume, is he? Uh, yes, he wants to play in the Premier League. Interesting. He's, he, he, he's always been a good player. Yeah, well, <clears throat> this is what I'm coming on to. Uh, in a stint when he lifted uh, two, soon to be three, Premier League titles, two League Cups, and he cemented himself mm-hmm. as one of the greatest players ever in, in the play- Premier League. 
that's might, might be the debatable. last statement is a bit might be debatable but uh it's led everyone to talk about the infamous quote from paul merson which was which was back in 2010 the pundit was tasked with sh- showering us with all the innate insight and knowledge of summer transfers and the real gem came when he was discussing uh yeah yeah Torre. so it was in the oh, i can't remember what paper it was could have been the star or, or something like that and what i had was manchester city yeah yeah Torre, midfielder 24 million and then it has like it's like a, a, a cinema or a film review. <laughs> yeah, so it yeah. gives it out stars and things. <laughs> so he says, the Ivor- Ivorian is an average player who's rumoured to be on 200,000 a week. Does he score goals? No. Does he create them? No. Is he an okay holding midfielder? Yeah, but De Jong, Vieira and Barry do the same job. Two stars out of five. I think Paul got that one wrong. In fairness. I love but, it. But, again, I, I, for, for me, I'd probably give him a... Three and a half, three and a half, four, maybe. Oh, at least you know he had he had more than that. Like he like as in like he had a bit of creativity and he was clever. Like you know you don't end up at the likes of Barcelona and then still getting onto City and, and and staying in the side unless you haven't got something about you. Yeah. You know maybe where he might have faltered was especially in England they would have expected when they seen his build and whatever. Oh, we've got another Vieira here and because everyone's obsessed with getting a new Vieira, especially bloody Arsenal. Yeah. Um, it's time to move on and just get a bloody good centre midfielder in Arsenal's term. You know what I mean? Who cares? You can't you can't replace certain players, but Torrey always had something. Like obviously. Maybe he comes across as a bit lax in the whole birthday thing and on some of that crap that was going on in the Now, he was a bit lazy. Exactly. And he was renowned at times when City were losing. If you, they'd always focus on him, look at him doing yeah. little or nothing. But the guy was fairly gifted on the ball for, for, the, for his shape and his build and his size. Yeah. You know, he's one of them that kind of surprises you. And, you know. Well, in fairness, he, he did better than Paul Merson thought he was going to Without a shadow of a do. Without a shadow of a do. And that's... And else, um, just we're just before we go to the ads, Rooney going to America, twelve and a half million. I, you know what? I think it's the only way he can go. If he goes to any other Premier League club, it's just a, uh, you know, it's a bit funny considering you're going back to your boyhood club where it all began, and within a year you're quite happy to jump ship and go to the states. It's not is the body not able? Not is, able is, for it anymore. That's exactly. Well, what if it he's is. being honest with himself, and that's what it is, credit to him. Um, but it was just a bit surprising when I first heard it. I was like, "Geez, you're only back a year, but maybe he knows the writings on the wall." himself regardless no, of No, it's not guaranteed or anything. Yeah, I think yeah. Sam Allardyce said that they haven't even received an offer. Yeah, and there's rumours that he's agreed in principle whatever the deal is and this, that and the other. So it's not a done deal and we're not talking about it like it's a done deal but obviously when it's being mentioned by everyone obviously it's on the cards or it's on the table. Mm. So um, yeah, if that's what it is, fair enough. But then again, I feel a bit sorry for DC United because they're not going to get what they're hoping for. No, but then again... If he's at a decent level, he'll mm-hmm. do well over there. Yeah, if if he has the right attitude, he sh- he could and should. Yeah, um, but I don't see him because when Robbie Keane went over, Robbie Keane was still able to do yeah magical stuff. Mm-hmm. Wayne Rooney hasn't shown that for for a That's good while. Yeah, even out in the pitch, like DC simple, you know, he could get shortchanged. Simple, no, not simple off. basic passes are are a task for him now. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It's the Ricky hat in the football, you know, in the off season, he that's it. Go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's finally coming to take its toll on him. <laughs> Jeez, don't let him over there. He'd be hitting Vegas and Atlantic City. God love him. He'd be in bits. But uh, I suppose we'll go to uh, our first ad, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll obviously it's the last. The, uh, there's not much to talk about in excitement, boys, for the for the final days of the season. 
So I suppose we'll start with Let's there. Talk about it, yeah. And we'll, uh, there's only really, well, it doesn't matter. I was about to, say, <laughs> I was about to start, but it's really about Liverpool and Chelsea today, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah well, it'd be interesting to see if Southampton could could collapse. Oh, it'll be ultimate. Well, listen, we'll go through that now in the next few minutes, but we're just going to go and take a quick break. Take it easy. Liffey Sounds here, 96.4. This is the big kickoff speaking of uh, Water Under Bridge. Yeah, the Premier League is finishing today with a l- kind of a bit of a whimper in the sense that everything is pretty much set in stone. We need a bit of a miracle in relation to Swansea and Southampton. Swansea need to win big, Southampton need to lose big. And um, yeah, so the, the one that's realistic and proper potential is the last Champions League spot. And ironically, it could be Liverpool who could end up moving out. And the pressure then of the Champions League final goes up a different level if, if it all goes wrong today. Yeah, um, so who are Liverpool playing? Basically, Liverpool are home to Brighton. Chelsea are away to Newcastle. So come on, Rafa, do us a favour. Uh, basically, Chelsea are two points behind. So obviously, Liverpool lose, Chelsea win. They go through. Liverpool get a point. It should be enough because their goal difference. I think there's a 15 goal. So basically, Liverpool yeah. just can't lose. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, and obviously Chelsea have to win no matter what. But obviously if Liverpool do slip out, all of a sudden that Champions League goes to a different level and an added pressure of, geez, we have to win and to get, get back, back into, in. Yeah. And all of a sudden... Like, or else it's Europa League. You think it? about it. We lose today and we lose in two weeks' time. Liverpool, all of a sudden, their transfer targets, everything, everything is games, completely yeah. out the window potentially. So uh, this is a, this yeah, is no, a serious ex- game. It's exciting times for Manchester. I think fans. it was Mark Lawrence or somebody on BBC or one of the, on the website there during the week and it was an interesting topic. Like they're playing themselves into a bit of a bad habit at the moment coming into the Champions League final kind of only pl- like playing within themselves like against Swansea and against West Brom and all they needed was one of them bloody wins and it would all have been over so that's why they need to come out today and play it like it's a bloody Champions League first leg again because yeah. they need to go out and, and go at Brighton and go at Brighton the way you did expect to go out against uh, potentially Real Madrid and literally go hard at it and none of this crap of let's just do enough because um, even the second leg of Roma, like they, they did it as well, and obviously that got messy. So you know, well, they need what to you, go and what you know of the Brighton team is they're going to be honest and they'll be hard working. Chris Hewton's so. not going to let them go out there and play with their flip flops mm-hmm. on. They're already on the beach, you know. As a Liverpool fan, that's what you kind of hope. A few of them have that mentality going. Ah, we're done now. We're safe. They've battled so hard for the last few weeks, and obviously would have put a lot of effort into that United game. You're kind of hoping. Yeah, just relax, lads, and take it easy and go through the motions. But, you know, if you know Chris Hewton, he'll, he'll, he'll want to have some fun and he'll have them motivated. Listen, lads, this is Anfield. Yeah. It's, our for, it's our first game at Anfield ever. Let's, let's give the fans something. They're coming up from, from the south. You know, we can't come up here and shortchange them. And that's the way I'd be motivating my boys, yeah, the manager. Yeah. And let's, let's make this interesting. Who'd you say Chelsea have? Chelsea are waiting Newcastle. Oh, yeah, Benitez. So, so I mean, yeah. they, in fairness to Benitez, he's done a good job with them. They're in 10th position now. Uh, they could, yeah. I think that's the highest they can finish now yeah. but 10 position compared to relegation where oh, there were I, I suppose any of them in the bottom 10 were, were looking at that sort and of Newcastle scenario anyhow. next to nothing yeah you know they got one or two kind of half clever like Kennedy, Kennedy. In, yeah. 
Kennedy, I think, should stay there because he'll go back to Chelsea and probably disappear, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So he needs to have a real long hair think about it. Whether he gets the wages or not is irrelevant. You need to think about game time, mate. But I think they've said already, a few of the, the ex-Newcastle players have said, listen, our best signing of the summer will be keeping Rafa Benitez at the club. Yeah. No, credit where credit's due because by all accounts, there was little or no money there. There was He couldn't go to the well or anything like that. So he had to be clever. And then, of course, he had them organised and he, he, got a, he got the best out of some of the players who would have been written off before who kind of got them relegated in the first yeah, place and he yeah. kind of pulled them back. So credit where credit... Look, a lot of managers have done well this year. Like Sean Dyche has been incredible with Burnley. Um, Burnley are at that football. can I be honest Burnley need to be clever here and look at Stoke and look at your West Broms and look at your Everton's even stick to what you're good at yeah. stick in the mid table don't be thinking let's try and open up now and get one or two players well, don't, to try and creep don't into splash the, the cash just because you think yeah, that's what you have to do keep going yeah. under the same banner that you've gone under if it takes a couple more quid fair enough to get yeah. the player that you need mm. but they, they've done brilliant I mean they're, they're on 54 yeah. points 7th position yeah. into Europe yeah. you know they're, they're near but don't kid yourselves into thinking you're going to break into the top 6 do you know the way Stoke no, I yeah. think, I'm, I'm not saying Stoke definitely wanted that but they wanted to try and go right we're established now let's try and not necessarily mix it with the big boys but I think that's what blew up in their face I, see and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that mm. I just think you, you can't you can't have the mindset that you if you spend money that you're definitely going to get in there 100% you know, you ha- if there is a building now. In fairness to Burnley, they're building on what they've yeah. achieved so far in the league. They kept them when they went down. Yeah. And they heavily invested in the championship. Yeah. Like they probably spent more in when they went down than when they came up because they knew we need to get back in there. Yeah. yeah. And we have the money and credit where credit's due to them, isn't it? Yeah. A phenomenal year. Again, um, with Leicester City. Yeah, 12's finished. 12's finished. He's finished as well. So you'd love to know what's going on there. See, th- yeah, but he steadied the ship a little bit. Now he's going. Oh, he yeah. did a great job because they yeah. were they were struggling as well. Yeah. The same thing with Sam Aldebrace. So you got 7th Burnley, 8th. He steadied the ship as well at Everton. At Everton. Whether it's pretty or not. They were all uh, flirting with relegation. And look and who's 11th, Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson, what a job. Unbelievable job. But again, because the likes of, they're looking to get rid of Sam Allardyce at Everton, the, the fans are, the fans seemingly aren't happy with the style of play that Leicester City are playing. Now, we can understand that because, you know, with an Ireland thing. But, <laughs> yeah. but the, the situation is that they easily could have been a, a relegation candidate mm-hmm. and, and they're far from that mm-hmm. now. So, 100%. You know, they had their one year, Leicester City. That and everything. Now they're back to normal. Everything. Now they're back to normal. Ninth is a great position. It is. To it's solid. That and doesn't mean don't a lot have of good players as well. Yeah, it doesn't mean don't have ambition. You yeah, have, you have to have ambition, but you just have to make sure you're a little bit realistic with that ambition as well. Yeah. So, so uh, be interesting. Now, when you go down the other end of the table and you look at the obviously Stoke are gone, West Brom are gone, even though they had a little bit of form, West Swansea, Brom in the end, as good as. Um, Swansea are as good as gone that was a, a huge game it was a nine goal swing they are a minus 27 Southampton are minus 18 so. now Southampton should be safe yes but 100% we don't want to come back in here next week oh, no. yeah, sorry about that yeah. uh, we got it wrong we don't want to be doing uh, who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> Friday night did you see it I couldn't believe what I was saying. I I want thirty two grand. Yeah. You mean what? What? No. Ah, <laughs> oh, good man, Jeremy. Jeremy, I told him he won. I don't, yeah. I'm not even gonna look at the answer. Thirty two got this right. And he's oh, like, he, yeah. he didn't even see on the screen. No, he thought it was right. He thought it was right, and he says, "You're 100 percent right." And he goes, "Yes, you've won 32 grand." And it came up flashing, and I thought, "There's something wrong with the screen here," because Jeremy said it was right. <laughs> yeah, he lost. He lost. What did he do? It was 30, 32 grand. Whatever grand, he did. Uh, yeah. Jesus. 
So we don't want to have I that situation. I can meet my wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Jackie. Sharon, how's it going? No, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> no, Jackie, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, but Southampton, if Southampton weren't playing Manchester City, yeah. you would say there's no chance of this. But Manchester City are, are, are well capable of shipping maybe six past Southampton. Uh, just very quickly, whether you know it or not, are they at home or... We can find out through the powers of... Uh, oh, Southampton are home. Because if City were at home, you think, Jesus, party yeah. time. They might try and turn it on and give them... Give the fans... Because some of the lads, it'll be their last game for a month. Yes. So they can say, here, look, let's let's give it a go. Because they... <laughs> but they be th- whoever, quite convincingly, last week, and they weren't supposed to. Yeah, but I don't think Pep Guardiola... It doesn't make a difference home or away. He'll be still on their Put case. it this way. If Southampton get a bit reckless... Yeah. And go a bit over the top in their attacking... City are on a different level like like Liverpool for the neutral are probably the most entertaining mm. not just because of their brilliance but because of their leaky defence but City's play going forward and just in general was a cut above everyone else Yeah, and you can't deny that so if they if they get a bit of an enjoyment today or smell a bit of blood if if, if they haven't get reckless it could be a bit embarrassing I know from from playing football that any time that you thought that you could spoil someone's party you would do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're if you're, if you're toured from bottom, just scraped mm-hmm. relegation, and you thought you could stop someone from winning the league, say, listen, let's get out and, and, mm-hmm. and ruin their day. And the likes of Jesus and stuff is back, because I think Aguero's struggling. Like, he, he'll want to just hammer home. Yeah. To, he'll want to let Brazil know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. And it could be the one... Or, some of the lads could be thinking beyond City now and thinking, I, I'm just going to show I'm still in form and blah, 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 blah. So... So Swansea yeah. are home to Stoke, who are already relegated. Stoke will definitely want to bring somebody down with them, so they'll probably show up against Swansea. I'd imagine. You wouldn't. Again, that's that's a fifty-fifty. They yeah. could go that way, or it could go. You know, there's Swansea get an early happy. goal, and all of a sudden half the lads go feck this. Yeah. Butland slated half the team. Some of them could be on the pitch with them. You know what I mean? Uh, again, I mean you look at Stoke. Sometimes this thing of sacking managers and stuff. Lambert too much. Stay. There's no stability in these teams. Mm. Like West Brom, same thing. No stability. In have, like in fairness, your man Coates is a decent, decent enough chairman. He seems to have a bit of credibility about him. Like, and he gives lads a go, and he gives them a bit of time. Like Hughes had time. Mm. Probably got rid of him maybe a bit too early. I'd say Hughes is delighted now. He's kept Southampton. Well, they had terrible. Some of the boys the, they had were terrible. Yeah. So that, but that really that's probably where his stumbling was. And obviously Pulis is there for many years. So. Coates might, might look at Lambert and go, this could be the guy. He's been in the championship, so let's, let's give him a go. And obviously look at the way Burnley have done it. They went straight down and came straight back up and look at them now sitting pretty, looking down at everyone else underneath them that mm. would be as good as them. It's just whatever Sean Dyche has done, it's just a phenomenal uh, achievement. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. And obviously Liverpool and Chelsea today is, is the other kind of big event where it's going to be whether who's going to get that final spot. Obviously Arsenal, uh, Wenger's last game today. It's irrelevant now. I thought it was going to be a bit tasty with Huddersfield, but they've done enough now. They've so done enough, yeah. They're so. safe. So, yeah, it's, it's a funny day, but it's one of them, after 10 or 20 minutes, it could be interesting. It could be interesting, yeah. but... The, the even Liverpool if you're, if you're going to put, do it. put your house on, on, on an outcome and you had to, you're, you're going to say, listen, Liverpool and Southampton are fine. Yes, exactly, deep Actually, down. Deep but there's down. always that. Look at United away to West Ham and a few of these other crazy days. Yeah, you just never know. I had to just, just mention United there. Just to I know, yeah. Just but, uh, yeah, and then... What's the story with all these number twos? Rui Faria, man, you know it's number two is obviously gonna be shooting up the up the uh, odds now for potentially an Arsenal gig or God knows what. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it came out yesterday that he's moving on yeah. and probably taking on a manager's role of his own. One thing I know, very but- amicable. Apparently, wishing him all the best, saying he's ready to go. He wants to kind of go number one now. 
and thanks for everything. Yeah, I, I, a good thing I think for Manchester United because Alex Ferguson used to change his number two quite a bit. Keep now, training fresh. Maybe after every three or four years mm-hmm. or whatever it was, but it just kept. He had new thoughts, new mindset, new training regimes. You just know kept yourself, everything now, going. People get bored easily. Simple as that. Yeah. So it, it, it could be a bit of a blessing for United. And some new guy could come in with fresh new ideas and just reinvigorate the players. And you know, you aren't necessarily far off either. No. Let's face it. No. And one or two clever boys, all of a sudden, they're, it's the, the Manchester rivalry again. I, I'm looking at that league table there. They won 24 games out yeah. of their 37. It doesn't feel Considering United are brutal and United are horrible. Do you know what it is? Like you don't remember a lot of their games no. purely because of the style. style. But United have been very effective this year. They've only conceded 28 goals, yeah. like, which is solid. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the scoring side of things that have let them down this year. Um, but he's obviously going to rectify that. or He's no choice. He has to rectify yeah. it. As simple as that. But, you know, it's the constant chopping and changing a little bit this year, more so for United. But then again, that's because they're just not good enough yet. And that's why you're trying to find that mix. That's why Martial is in and then he's out and Rashford's in and then he's out and all these players. Because they're not what he wants. It's obvious it's not what he wants. So we wait and see. Um, and then is there anything else in the Premier League I wanted to mention again? No. Except for wages. The wages, it's unbelievable article came out. It's called Football Leaks. And um, basically, six, the top six boys have crossed the one billion mark in TV money right. since the Premier League has started. So, which is, uh, United have 1.17 billion in total prize money. Then Arsenal with 1.13, Chelsea 1.12, Liverpool 1.11, Tottenham 1.04 and Man City 1.02 and Everton are just under that. They only need a couple more no million way. to Everton. be in the billion mark. Now that's since the Premier League has started um, but that's just on prize money. That's not the TV money or anything like that so it just goes to show you like Everton have 959 million in prize money. West Ham are next with 816. Some money in That's the just Premier prize League, money. Isn't and it's not a hell of a lot in, in the Premier League money. So you can only imagine the TV stuff. So it just goes to show you, like even Notts County <laughs> are back in 51st. So there's 51 teams in the Premier League in its, in its whole history, would you yeah. believe? And Notts County obviously had 1.5. Jeez, Luton, Swindon, Oldham, Barnsley. Just kind of remembering some teams who you're made right, it. You're like, all right. So uh, yeah, there you go. Like And um, so basically, there was a little mention then of a couple of wages, which just really kind of make your eyes water, where Arsenal agreed to pay Sanchez's right replacement, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 18.2 million on top of his 198 grand a week salary when signing from Borussia, right? And his extras included a 15.15 million loyalty bonus split into four installments to be played uh, to be paid over the his contract till 2021 and a 300 grand bonus for 25 goals or assists in a season. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is why these contracts oh, take so long now yeah, yeah, bashing out yeah. all these bonuses because there's another uh, yeah Alexis Sanchez 391 grand a week plus is that me or you or who I knows that's you that's a bit of background music because this is it now um, yeah Sanchez 391 grand a week plus a 75 grand loyalty fee every time he's on the pitch yeah I know that is ridiculous isn't it ridiculous <laughs> Ah, oh, lad, we're in the wrong game, and you wonder why we always moan about them. It's very yeah. hard to like some of these guys nowadays. You know what I mean? But especially uh, if they're not putting it in, that's uh, the biggest thing. Listen, it, it's it, a lot of us have accepted that's the way it is nowadays. But the one thing we expect back is roll up your sleeves and get it on. Hard there. work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if you don't do it, and there's too many of them out there nowadays, as you know, and that's what really that's what really grabs my gears. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back with more.
yes come on Sweden yeah that was Sweden's winner I think it was 2009 that was Lorraine with Euphoria we had to give a little nod to old Eurovision but that's it that's a bit of credible it's not a bad time that's a good out yeah I like it uh, I had a Swedes now I had to spit out a good hit anyway but um I nearly said their website for 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 some reason, but uh, we had an Irish-born baseball player during the week. Am I right in saying that? We did. New York Mets, PJ Conlon, and he's a pitcher no doubt. Uh, he's Derry born. I think he moved out to California when he was two years of age, and obviously went through the uh, went through the uh, the ranks. And now he's at uh, the New York Mets, and uh, there was a couple of injuries, and uh, he got the he got the nod, he got the start, he got the start against yeah. the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. So, have you kept an eye on? Uh baseball or, or so far basically the Yankees are back a little bit this year they've kind of spent a few quid and the whole lot and they're looking decent and obviously in the last week baseball have hit the, the back pages in, in Ireland uh, and, and the UK with obviously PJ Conlon making his debut and then obviously the great rivalry of the Yankees Red Sox is coming to London next season uh, playing in the London Stadium uh, they're playing two matches uh, regular season games and they're these two are proper proper rivals right. now don't get me wrong it's no Celtic and Rangers or whatever but when it comes to the rivalry in, in sport in America yeah this is one of the, the big ones obviously with the course of the Bambino and everything else so yeah a little bit this year but by all accounts um, he came in and see in see there's two different divisions there's the uh, what are the conferences called I wish I knew uh, the American League and the National League and they have slightly different rules the baseball is pretty much the same but in the American League the pitcher only pitches but in right. the National League he is part of the nine man batting lineup. so he has to get in and swing away and just don't get hurt or don't get hit they do very little in relation to swinging or anything like that it's very much just get in and get out uh, get in and get out and um, but in the American League they have a designated hitter who is just a like a specialist a specialist batter but that's the only difference so he actually apparently he pitched well uh, they got the they got the win but he actually I think he I think he got off base I think he got on the base he and all that. Uh, I think we have a but clip. you find he yeah I've, I've managed to fill it Why in till we got the video god that's fucking age <laughs> Conlin up the middle and it's by Peraza into center field save the baseball for PJ Conlin <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> well, a little salt and pepper, too. First big league hit for PJ Conlon. Hey, hey my, that costs us millions. But it, 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 show, it glances a bit across. Bit of salt and pepper. Yeah, it glances across to the stands and his family and friends and all yeah, that. Yeah, the tricolor. The tricolor. So it just it was one of those moments that he's he's there now. He's yeah, um, the first story I read, it was before he was making a start. I think it's the first Irish-born player for 70, I don't know the exact, but 70-odd years. Right. So, uh, yeah, nice little touch. And he's gone back down to the minors. By all accounts, he's not on the... See, there's a five-man rotation, so... But he's on he's on the bubble. He's there, thereabouts. Good. good but uh, good a great start, see. and he's got a win, so a bit of a nod to him. And obviously, yeah, quick nod back to Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, coming up, if anyone's interested, yeah, in the London Stadium next summer. Um, Michael Conlon, speaking of which, in New York yesterday, yep. unanimous points decision. Don't know too much about it, because by all accounts, he has a big homecoming card next month. So I presumed it was a bit of a tune-up fight, and by all accounts, it was a unanimous decision. Uh, quite easy win. And uh, then the great Vasil Lomachenko uh, put Jorge Linares on his bum, basically, in a quite convincing win. The guy is unreal, mate. He's lost 400 amateur fights, 390-something, lost one. 
Right. And the guy who bet him was a, a Russian guy, so probably cheated. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he went probably. back. He, he allegedly he went back and bet him four or five times since. So he, he put that to bed, and he is a three weight world champion in only twelve professional bouts. No way, because he literally went straight in and took on the best right from the get go. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, it's the quickest in box, boxing history. The previous mark was set at twenty fights. Right. So um, with Michael Conlon, who, who who's he aiming for? Conlon, oh, I knew you had to. Don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is your forte. What's going on here? Uh, now it's your turn to fill in. Well, I can go into his weight division and find out who it might be. Okay. Sh- so uh, listen, I, I'm going to go on to this just before uh, we get Arla McAleese who yes, is she's, uh, she's outside. We're going to have her in the studio now. Salford City giant managers Anthony Johnson and Bernard oh, Morley yeah. have left by mutual consent despite winning promotion to the National League. And, and they're famous from them, the documentary. The documentary. Uh, what well, actually? What's it called again? It's gone blank uh, on that. Class of 92. Class of 92. No, is that what yeah, it's Yeah, that's what it started with. And then there was a second part. Right. Anyhow, so the, the Salford Own group uh, have, I suppose, ex-Manchester United players, including Ryan Giggs, Gary Neville, I think Phil, Phil Neville, Neville Nicky Buck, and Paul Skulls, yeah. And then the other half is owned by... Well, they, yeah, they let someone buy in, didn't no, they? No, it's the money guy who owns Valencia. Yes. Um, who obviously brought in Neville. But he's the main, main, main money man behind yeah, it. But yeah. obviously, the, the boy's obviously swinging. So, but they've got three, three times in four the seasons. Conference. Yeah, they're into the conference, the National yeah. League now. So this is their third promotion in four years. Uh, they said that it's related to performances and contract lengths. So this, this is... Irreconcilable differences. Yeah. For, you know performances do the lads get, want a bigger contract or do you know what sometimes when you go up the leagues you're looking for something a bit more knowledgeable yeah, about like, those they're leagues. going up to another league where right we're going to be up against it now we yeah. lose a few games in a row they're going to turn us out yeah. so let's try and eat you and listen they'd still this would be better than you or I's wages yeah. but they wouldn't be able to kind of retire off this so no. I have no problem with that if they're looking for a bit of stability because this this would mean serious money but for they, them. I think it was only last year that they went full time themselves. Correct. They got the yeah. contract themselves. Correct. So this is a, a big decision yeah. for the obviously for the club, but for for the, those two lads, they they have to raise a family. They're not getting yeah, millions, yeah. you know. So they they have to raise a family. So they'll they, get another gig, but will it be as good as this? Now it'd be interesting. Well, see, that's the thing. So they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have taken this lightly. This decision. There's so. a little there's a little caption underneath that picture. Yeah, they had one year left on their contract, so loosed, and they well, let's see what happens next year. Because yeah. they're thinking, oh, we can turf them out on this current contract yeah. if, now, they, if they don't go well. 100, percent they'll get another job. Yeah. Uh, how far down the leagues or, or where or in the on leagues, the level? You, know, you wouldn't know. Maybe on that level, it, it probably brilliant that they got something in the national but it was league. interesting the fact that it was joint managership and it actually went well do you know the way yes. the famous Julia Evans and it all went uh, Pete Tong with Roy, them Roy Shanahan uh, Matty Finley yeah. <laughs> you? good morning Matthew how are you <laughs> I, I, I can feel a text coming on if he's listening <laughs> but uh, yeah look it'll be interesting to see how they get on next year like obviously they've done up the ground and it's a proper lovely little stadium now because I watched the second series where it shows them pushing on um, and they brought in some seriously decent players and what have you and obviously they're going to do it again um, so it'll be interesting to see what goes on and you never know it might be a name that you might know I'm not saying it's going to be one of the class of 92 lads but it'll be interesting to see who comes in um, maybe the lads were kind of thinking right we need to get I think it's, I think it's people who who know how to deal with 
higher up leagues yeah. maybe no players in higher up leagues you know these lads have done well I would say they had one year contract more than likely they were going to let them see out their one year mm. contract if they got up great but they, wanted, but they yeah. probably didn't want to give another contract until they seen how they did and maybe that's what happened fell, fell apart so anyhow it'll be interesting to see because it's gone from uh, I won't say zero to you know 100 but it's, it's that club has quickened up and come from nowhere but that's it like and if all goes well next year like they they could be in the football league this time 12, 12 months yeah um, I think what we'll do is, I think what we're going to do is uh, if Orla McAleese in from the Irish American Football Association coming in now Ooh, 22 so uh, we will just get some crazy nights on and uh, uh, a kiss we'll talk to you after ah. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Okay, joining us on the show this morning is the new... I want to take like a boxing thing. The new Irish American Football Association president, Arla McAleese. <laughs> Arla, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, brilliant. No, it's great to have you in. Listen, am I right in saying you're the first female uh, president? I am. Yes, yeah. I am. So I am. is that a, sort of a, a, a victory or is it, were you kind of expecting to get in there? Uh, no, I wasn't expecting to get in there. Um, there was other candidates as well, but it was lovely to be asked. Yeah. to go forward for it. I've been involved in American football, I suppose, for the past five or six years okay. um, in, on different boards and things like that. So it was lovely to be asked. Yeah, so it is, it is lovely for women in sport. Yes, absolutely. It is. And it's always good because we're always encouraged and we always try and encourage ourselves to get as many women uh, on the show as possible mm. in sport because when we were growing up, mm. especially, it was... Lads, it was just yeah. lads all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Lads, if you go into committees or anything like that, it's all lads. Now, I am one for. Uh, I hate this nonsense of you have to have a quota of women on sure. on things because I think just have the best. You have to have the best. Yeah, in. and I think women should be encouraged to go in and and display their skills and 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 their organisation skills yeah. and stuff like that. So, uh, but now more and more you're seeing them coming through because. They are good. They are qualified, and well, they are interested. Well, that's it. We're thing. seen for for what we do, not for who we mm. are. Yes. You know, which is which is really important. Yeah. And I suppose as well, you know, we try and promote it as well in our sport. We have a lot of fantastic ladies behind the scenes working in clubs, on committees, on boards, and things like that. Um, so we're really much want to push women in sport as well. We're going to try and do that through our flag program. Okay. Um, we have a lovely flag program there, and we encourage women to play because it can be men and women on the pitch or else we can do a, a women's league as well right. so it's something that yes we will be pushing an awful lot Brilliant. as well in, right. the, in the sport so where did your love for American football come from and, <laughs> and, and what's the path then that led from um, love of American football to president oh um, I, you can blame my husband for that okay <laughs> <laughs> um, my husband played American football uh, back in the 80s he played for the Craig Avon Cowboys and okay. um, he it's his love for football really um, when we moved back to Kildare there was a team set up in the North Kildare called the North Kildare Reapers yep. where he went down to coach them and then became the head coach 
I went on to the board um, to help them out because we didn't really want the coaches getting, you know, wanted them to do what they do in the field. And and we got all the the wives and the girlfriends and everything onto the boards. Um, And I suppose the board in the league at the time thought we were doing a really good job. We were a new team and uh, thought we were doing a good job. And they asked me to be the general manager of the national programme, which they were starting back up. So I took that on board and um, we have three teams. We still have a national programme. Uh, we have a senior kitted, an under 20s and a flag. And we train out at the National Sports Campus in okay. Blanchardstown. So from there, I suppose, you know, colleagues and friends in the league said, look, at elections are coming up. You'd be great for it. Would you go for it? And that's where I am today. <laughs> so from being with someone who played American football to yeah. dominating the sport how does he feel about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for that <laughs> no he's, fi- he's fine he's very he- he's actually very proud he's, he probably he's loves delighted. the fact that you have the interest doesn't he, he does and, and you know it's not just him going off on a Sunday now it's me going off on a Sunday yeah. so he's off training and that and then I have to go to games and that so yeah we both have a we both have a big interest in it I think now this is going on to uh, relationships now <laughs> Mr and Mrs I think that's coming why, in now <laughs> I think that's why there's so many people who say she's a nag or he never give, because you don't have the similar interests. But if you have yeah. a similar interest, then you, uh, you obviously work yeah. together better and you have, you have that uh, appreciation for the time that people put into You do. And I think you see that in every sport as well. I mean, certainly in our sport, you would see that an awful lot where you would see players and their wives are involved in, in, mm. in the board. So it's not just them out on a Sunday. It's, it's, it's their wives out and their children out and everyone gets involved. And we try and make that. A lot of teams now are trying to make family days where they have yeah. bouncy castles and things like that because it is a long game. Yeah. And it can go on. So, you know, just to keep everyone kind of involved. And there's a lovely little community within the American football here in Ireland. Yeah. Plus, when they come back in a bad gym right now and you're involved in the game, you know, you know, sometimes you come back, oh, I'm pissed off, I lost today. Yeah. I get over it. Oh, yeah, you, don't, you don't talk what? for a couple of hours. <laughs> it's only a game of. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? At least you kind of know. It make and break a weekend. Yeah, it is. It yeah. And I'm sure, look, it's the same in every other sport. If you went yeah. to Gar or rugby around yeah. like that when people are involved, you know, yeah. it's just, it's the understanding of it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't know every rule in the book about it. But um, yeah, you do get a, a good understanding okay. of it. So what does your, being president, what does mm. that mean? What's the role? What, what What's your day-to-day workings as a president? Well, it's a voluntary role. Yeah. So, yes, I'd have my day job as well, but it is a voluntary role. Um, and well, I suppose... Well, well, I'm just going to cut you in there. It's a voluntary role, but it's in your every thought because when, oh, you, when you're up at the top of a, an association, <laughs> uh, your work is really just there to feed the family. <laughs> and you're really trying to work your football around. Around it. Yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. It does. Yeah, once the weekends come, it does. Um, I suppose, well, the president is, is probably the... the highest office in the American Football Association. Yeah. Then we have our board and our commissioner and then we have our directors. So okay. um, we're very structured. Um, I head up the board meetings. Um, I sit on panels and um, I'm just out there at games talking to all our coaches, all our players, making sure everything's okay. We have a great structure in place. We have a fantastic board. A new board came in in January. Fantastic bunch of people, you know, from all over the country. Um, right. And yeah. uh, they, they're doing a fantastic job. Right. So what's... What would they come to you for? Is the, is it, have you got structures in place that you have to maintain or, or is it, are you just 
misfix that you fix everything for <laughs> no them. there's people to do that as well okay. <laughs> no, I do delegate <laughs> you delegate yeah. See, there you go yeah. that's a precedent for you I know we do delegate <laughs> look as we have a set of we have our own constitution our bylaws we have a lot of directors from officiating to coaching to flag football and then we have our board and, and, and it filters down people have certain jobs to do and then it comes back to the board I suppose I kind of sit in the periphery of it the board tend to make all the decisions on it even though I host the meeting but I would sit in the periphery of it and then um, whatever they need from me I would do at that stage yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I have a question right out here it's quite long now when Go I look on. at it yeah. it's, a, it's a big build up to it but it's supposed <laughs> to be anyhow so it says so when we think of American football we think yeah. of Tom Brady Peyton Manning Michael Orr right. uh, Joe Montana then you think of the Patriots Philadelphia Eagles and of course the mighty New York Jets Oh, <laughs> that's for him. That's for him. <laughs> for, for most in Ireland, we wouldn't have a great knowledge of the teams that are based here. So, yeah. what teams were the founding teams here, and what teams have developed around the country? Oh well, I suppose when it all started in 1986, there was roughly around five to six teams in the league. Um, I suppose the, the the one that would still be around today, even though it kind of broke up in a time, would be the Craig Avon Cowboys. There okay. was the Dublin Celts, Tornadoes. There was a Belfast um, uh, team as well. So you know that would started, and they would have started the league pro- roughly around 99 or so. It kind of disintegrated a bit, okay. and then mm. there was no Shamrock Bowl. We have a Shamrock Bowl every year for our seniors, and there was no Shamrock Bowl in 2000. It then resurrected again. Um, so you have teams like the Dublin Rebels. Yeah. Um, you've got the Panthers, who yeah. were the Dragons, some of them. And then now we have roughly around 22, 23 kitted teams around Ireland, from Donegal to Cork to Galway yeah. to Wexford to the Midlands. And then, like, Belfast would have two or three. Dublin would have two or three. You've got Kildare now. So it's it, it, it's just evolved right. completely. So not only do we have our senior teams, we have our uh, junior teams as well in our youth league. That runs yeah. from September to November. And then we have our flag league as well. So roughly in all, you're probably looking at 2030 in right. total around okay. Ireland at the moment. And players-wise, is it predominantly Irish now? kind of or is a bit of expats or a bit of it's a bit of everything we've yeah. expats but also in Europe American football is massive yeah, you know yeah. it's it's huge over there I mean the German league is nearly a professional league over there mm-hmm. so it's 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 huge over there so we'd have an awful lot coming from Europe as well we'd yeah. have people from Brazil every walk of life every yeah. walk of life will come in and and think about American so football so roughly like Irish wise would it be half more than half kind of probably more than half yeah 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 because yeah. Yeah. it is it's always been popular but it's just having that structure as everything especially American sports here like you have the baseball now and all the and there's always been a pop for some reason there's always been a pull to American sports for some reason in Ireland maybe it's because of all the family that goes over or something I don't it know is, where it comes it, from I suppose it's the family I suppose it's the hype around it yeah. um, they're brilliant at promoting it sure look at it it's, yeah. it's like GAA here in Ireland sports entertainment is like sports entertainment ESPN and all that now is coming on board so yeah. you know I suppose it's like GAA over here that is the home sport that we always have the Americans have it you know with American football over yeah. there so it's 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 kind of that brought over it's the razzmatazz it's the super bowl it's the college bowls it's yeah. all of that type of thing junior level yes what ages uh, our, G- our youth teams start from 16 okay. at the moment um, so 16 to roughly 18 19 and we have around 8 teams here in Ireland their league starts from um, September to roughly November time okay. at the moment that is growing as well so uh, we encourage it a lot more I think the way we're going to do it f- for for kids and things like that hopefully in 2019 with our flag director we're hoping to put in a schools programme with flag so to train the PE teachers 
and the physical education teachers on how to play flag football. Okay. And then Would it be similar to school. kind of tag rugby with the flags on the it sides? Yeah. yeah, very much. So it kind is. of not full contact, obviously. Not full yeah. contact, but it's more, it's your flags on your side and it's a bit of fun where both male and female. So that's where we can see the sports hoping to grow and that's what we're looking at over the next three develop years. Players from that in, develop in players from that. Develop yeah. interest as well. Yeah. It, it's massive interest, yeah. yeah. So I think the younger you get them, the better it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you can get them at the school level and then bring them up um, into youths and all that kind of stuff and then they can pick teams and say, right, well, where do you want to go? Because we have an awful lot of players that came in at 20 and 24. We're trying to get them at the younger age yeah. and develop them for those teams as well. So would you be encouraging the teams, the senior teams that are there at the moment to develop their youth level oh yeah and a lot of them are yeah okay. absolutely so a lot of our a lot of our clubs at the moment some of them would have both flag and youth teams okay. going as well so yeah we very much that's they, something well, they'd that we be, do they, sorry they'd, they'd be yeah. spread out though around the country wouldn't yeah. they so yeah. would that cause a problem then for the younger so it's not way like if we have football here yeah. in Dublin or, or Gaelic and everywhere it's, it's all very close to each other yeah. where it, the American football teams are spread out around the country are they yeah. not yeah that's so would, right. would that cause more problems do you think not at all no it doesn't at the moment anyway you know they have their home and away games so you know like today we've got two games on we've got the uh, North Dublin Pirates and they're playing the Galway Warriors in Malahide okay. so that's a home game for Jeez, the Pirates Malahide, they'd be tough getting in and out there today with the <laughs> test cricket, the cricket. Test yeah. cricket. leave early yeah. if anyone's listening um, and then we have the uh, Loud Mavericks are playing up in Dundalk and they're playing the Cork Admirals so they're okay. travelling up do you know what I mean so, so people are willing absolutely yeah they, they'll travel we have, travel we have teams in Donegal we have teams in Cork yeah. we've, and, and they, they travel they travel every week every week Brilliant. so would it, a bit like with the US rugby sevens there's a knock on effect of the trickle down from players from American football into rugby mm. is it something similar in Ireland have you noticed is there a bit of a knock on effect of guys who mightn't quite have hit the grade but it's another fix that's kind of a bit similar in the it is the aggressive side have you noticed that yeah very much so between GA and, and rugby rugby especially I mean some of our coaches even have come from um, from rugby you yeah. know and, and progressed in that way as well so yeah we, yeah. we kind of the way I, rugby or American football was explained to me years ago and I do agree with it it's like chess rugby yeah, you know with your stops and starts and things like that people <laughs> say oh god the game has stopped again but there's a reason yeah. and the people who are there know why it is and that's all part of it as yeah, well so. yeah because yeah, you um, can see it on TV when the Super Bowl's coming on they always have a couple of ads ex-rugby guys <laughs> who are obsessed with the game you know that's it yeah, you know, yeah absolutely because obviously there's a bit of a link in that sense so I suppose yeah so you've noticed kind of the, with has that helped with participation levels over the last, say, 10 years in American football? It has. Yeah. It has immensely. I mean, a lot of our clubs are based in rugby grounds as well. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and it's great for rugby grounds because our season doesn't start until March and it runs through the summer. Rugby so finish. it's out of rugby season as yeah. well. So a lot of rugby players would still play with us as well for their strength and fitness oh, and all good. that kind of stuff as well. So it works really, really well for us. So, Tam, because the rugby, you normally see people saying, Sure, that American football is not a real sport. Look at the protection they're wearing. What do they need a helmet for and shoulders? Look at the lads in the rugby. So when the when the lads, so when the lads in the rugby actually go into the American football, yeah. uh, what's the comparison? Have they talk, Has anyone talked to you about uh, the comparison? You know, so, some some of them do and that, but it's all part of the sport. I mean, that's yeah. what they wear. It's there for protection, yeah, and it's yeah. there for players. It's there for safety as well. Yeah. So, how about concussion? Is 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 it? Uh, 
is there a big part in in, yeah. in American football because there is some big hits 100% yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 what procedures do you put in place for that it, it's a, we, we have our own per, per, our concussion protocol you okay. know for, for the, the sport but also I mean we have we're a very structured organisation we have um, coaching tutors with Sports Ireland as we're an NGB with Sports Ireland Federation Irish Sport we have um, three active uh, coaching tutors um, who have trained down in UL and they actually train our coaches so it starts off from training our coaches at level one all it's all about safety and then the coaches then put that into their plays and into their drills when they're training and then our officials then would instill that in the games so it's all about safety it's all about okay. you know we're very aware of our concussion we mm. you know we're very aware of all of that um, and we have our protocols there in place so if anything does happen we're you know it's it's done straight on on the pitch because yeah, you know just not at the, the, the senior level but at a mammy and daddy letting their kids yes. go level the mammies can be very very concerned daddies 100%. can be go on go yeah. on get out there and yeah. so that's probably one of the things I'd say that they people do but you know what it's in every ask. sport rugby habit as oh, well yeah, at junior yeah, yeah. level and I suppose in Ireland you know their concussion protocol is fantastic you know it's, it's really really good and we would follow on the lines of that for our players uh, can American football compete with the the Big sports? Can you can you be one of the big sports in, in Ireland? Do you think? Well, we're trying. <laughs> What's the Definitely. future? What would you? What oh, would you be, future. What, uh, how, do you, how do you progress American football and uh, I suppose make it a sport that people start to talk about? Because rugby for a long time was just in around there and it's obviously the success really. Like, success, every, like every yeah. sport, you need yeah. to have some so kind of success. Do, do we need to have yeah. success at a? national level do we need to have a nfl team come across and play in ireland every year or what what, what kind of thoughts have you okay had? well i suppose the way we look at it we, we try and start at the grassroots level mm -hmm. we try i would love a team in the 32 counties because we are all ireland sport um, and i suppose that, that would kind of be the dream to have kitted teams and, and flag teams and youth teams yeah. around ireland and um, so it starts there um, I suppose it's just it's really just to promote ourselves a lot better to mm. make sure that we're out there that you know we're involved in things and that we get people involved in our local communities uh, and it's very very important that our local teams do that as well and I know they are um, and, and it's really just promotion of the game um, NFL teams coming over here we actually follow college rules Yes, in football right, over yeah, here yeah. so we're NCAA we right. would love NFL teams over here um, and, and you know our guys love NFL but college is, is, is the other side it's of huge over well. there college football oh, is huge it's you even bigger sometimes than yeah, NFL yeah. you know it really is um, so yes I would I suppose starting with the ground up then you can work into um, having a national programme which we do have um, and I suppose one of our goals is as well is really to promote flag because I think that's the way to get people into the sport it's not the heavy kitted you know it's a bit of fun as well uh, and to get it in at school level and also it's also becoming a um, hopefully an Olympic sport in 2028 oh, so we'd love to yeah so hopefully now you know they're still working on yeah. it um, so hopefully and, and we're going to work towards that to have a team in there um, we do play friendlies uh, with our with you know in Europe and stuff like that we had a team like international friendlies international or, yeah, friendlies yeah. and things like that um, we've had teams high school teams come over from the US as well to play under 20s for the yeah. past two years we've played in the Netherlands and we're hoping to have a few more home games this year and and to really bring it forward yeah. it's international 
competition is is a, is there a championships and stuff obviously yeah. probably America don't be involved or whatever but it, because they're on a different level but is there kind of like Europeans or worlds or oh, there I, is. At international is there oh there is yeah in Europe there yeah. is um, there's an organisation called IFAF who mm-hmm. kind of look after all of that um, but there is we're not there yet we mm. hope to be there in the next couple of years but that's why our guys are training at the moment yeah. and it's great for them they can see the competitiveness they're bringing it back to their clubs what they've learned our coaches are talking everyone's communicating our players know each other from mm-hmm. all around the country it's brilliant it's yeah. really really mm-hmm. good would you work with or have you worked with other Spartan bodies uh, within the country to try and help develop your own system maybe you know pick the brains of, of, of other, clo- of we other do. associations yeah we do with um, Sports Ireland and with Federation Irish Sports obviously like you know we do there's conferences and things like that so we would we would speak to other uh, NGBs around the country from rugby to soccer to the FAI to the GAA uh, and then smaller ones like Swim Ireland you know canoeing tennis and all of that kind of thing as well and I suppose so we being would based in Adamstown is a big help because there's a lot of people next door to each oh, other oh it's great yeah, yeah. and we, we work with the, yeah we work in the facilities as well we're, because we're an NGB there and we're a member there we can use the facilities there and um, we have our own goalposts up there as well for training um, and yeah the guys love it, it it's a fantastic centre of excellence absolutely brilliant and your coaching ladder yeah what is your coaching ladder uh, can people just get involved and, and work their way up through the coaching ladder how 100% did, how did they find out about it sure well look at we have uh, on our website our website is americafootball.ie and on there you will see everything to do with American football who, and our teams you can click into the teams and you can get onto their web pages and everything like that um, you can contact anyone in the league there all our details are on it and um, you can get involved as a player if you just thought yeah I'd really like to try it out you know let's find you a, a local club let's if you're interested in coaching we have a director of coaching and uh, let's get you a local club as well to get involved in and get you trained up yeah because it's uh, it's something that i think people keep their corner of their eye out like when, yeah. when i started radio i always kind of beforehand always yeah i'd like i like to do a bit of radio or and just never did it yeah you know? sure. so it's sometimes you just need to make that leap but yeah. uh, i suppose it's mostly just about publicity for you and, and getting and getting that name out there all the time and in people's face all the time it is yeah it yeah. is and you know we're a nice community there, there's a good bunch of people in this sport i have yeah. to say great 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 teams great camaraderie you know good team spirit and it's well worth even trying it even mm. to see um, during the off season from September onwards a lot of the teams would have rookie days um, where they would invite people down and if they want to play you know they have Take a tryout and, you know see talk to the coaches no, do you want to try no, 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 said I went, no <laughs> I'll hold I'm the camera he wants to really look at you. I kind of want to get a full hit and say, yeah, yeah. I'm, out. I'm not the only one. <laughs> we'll get you as one of our linebackers, don't worry. <laughs> so Speaking of which, the... Oh, I can't think of the guy's position. The guy from Seattle with one arm yes. that got drafted. What is he linebacker? No, what was he? Um, I'm not... I think he's, he's in defence, though. Would I be right and say... Because I was trying not to sure. think, not sure. Just how good is he? The fact that you know you do it with one, one arm. arm, the defensive yeah. side of thing. It's just just phenomenal. Yeah, we've seen him during the college years, and um, yeah, we've had a look at him. He, he's he's some athlete, you know, yeah. and it just shows you what you can do. Yeah, hundred you know? um, percent. It's fun. It's fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely and would you fantastic. get? 
much support stateside obviously a lot of Irish Americans out there would kind of clubs or coaches or organisations over do. there do people come over seminars or oh they do we do an awful lot um, with some we've some high school teams coming over um, mm. to us with AWF a guy called Jim Barnes has come over Don Hawkins who's a coach uh, over in the States as well he's come over to coaching clinics we're open to all of that from yeah. Europe and from the US our guys love education you know uh, from the coaches and everything and that's massive for us as well Co- education for our players and our coaches to grow the sport here in Ireland and you can only do that from the ground up there must be a real positive vibe because you know, you know American people always have that positive vibe yeah, about, yeah we can do it yeah let's do you know, yeah. we had, a, we had a, 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 an underage game uh, with the football team yesterday we were over in Shankill and the opposite manager was an American and he just stood out a mile away yeah. and it was all encouragement <laughs> and positivity it and is all. so it, it's is, very it's that ethos it really yeah. is and I've never seen uh, players come together as a team it's such a team orientated sport yeah. it's fantastic they do everything together they'll go uh, out of you know training together they'll go and watch games together they'll have a every team has a Super Bowl party every year yeah. you know and you can go to the venues it's brilliant it's it's fantastic it's your family would ah oh, yeah that's my family <laughs> would an NFL team in the UK being closer to home would it have any would it be irrelevant or would it be a help to you to have something that close like the NFL? Oh, it does. Would it, yeah? Oh, 100%. It yeah. does. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose just to, you know, I, I know it, it's big in the UK and that, but anything like that is, is a great help to even get players over to do coaching clinics with their players, suppose, yeah, you know, Jesus, yeah. to get, you know, coaches from the States and talking to each other, to get officials from the States coming over and talking to our officials. Anything to improve our game yeah. and to improve the sport is a huge benefit to mm. us. How long have you got the president's job? Three years. So in the three years, uh, when dropping my question, our, ah! oh, I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm kind of like, I know where he's going here. This ah! kind of sounds like mine. So, <laughs> when Arla McAleese finishes her three Actually, years, are you allowed to go back in again? Are you allowed another term? Uh, yeah, I can go for another term. Yeah, I think you can do two. Just two. Max. So you can't yeah. kind of run a dictatorship or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's a success? For, your, for you at the end of three years possibly six years I suppose after three years I want the sport to grow from the ground up we want to see more clubs we want to see more youth football I want to see more women in sport as well um, and I suppose being a female that's very very important to us as well um, and, and really to see that the sport can survive in the country as well it's really really important Is there much female participation? There is um, mostly it's on board level level yeah. and things like that um, we do have some of them I suppose I'd be the highest level one one at the moment we, we have some more coming in on, on the board as well um, we do have some flag players as well um, but we need more of it you know and I think getting into schools and things like that that will help and anyone who wants to, to play American football they're more than welcome just Come down with your football boots and let's see what we can do. <laughs> um, oh, equipment. I just, just, I just popped into my head. Yeah. Equipment for American football. Per player, how much would it cost? Yeah, what's it cost? <clears throat> if you were serious about it, um, a lot of clubs will, will give you gear just, yeah. you know, if they have it to see, right, if you're really interested, then you go buy your own. You're looking to kit out a player is around 250 euros. Yeah. To kit out a player. That's your helmet, that's your pads, that's everything. Yeah. Um, there is, unfortunately, we do have to get an not everything from the UK there yeah. is a company in the UK oh, does yeah. it but they do look after us very well over here yeah. um, and, and sure most people it. get stuff online now yeah, they yeah, do yeah, 100% and guys then would you know if they're over in the States they'll grab it in the States or whatever as well yeah. so yeah it's essential well listen 
absolutely no doubt 100% no after meeting you you're the right person <laughs> in the right job oh thank and you very much Shamrock Bowl where is it in Tala again this Tala year Tala this year Maybe yeah then. 19th of, Oct- of August and then our IFL one bowl um, will be the, probably the week before as well we're just getting a venue for that who'll be the favourites for the moment who's looking good because it's oh. only kind of a couple of weeks in it's only a couple of weeks in I would hate to call it I'd be in so oh, much trouble true president true president <laughs> yeah, well played <laughs> so where should they go again the websites go to americanfootball.ie you'll grab everything there we do our score sheets we, you'll see the schedules of all the games around the country and then you'll have all our contact details you can go into all the clubs as well pleasure Brilliant. All right, McAleese, you're a star thank you very much you're very <laughs> good yeah. So once again, just a big thanks there to Arla McAleese, uh, president of the Irish American Football Association. Uh, pleasure to hear somebody with, with passion in, yeah. in, the, in their job and what they want to do, especially the fact that it's voluntary, you know? Yeah, and, and the most important part of having someone at the helm of an, an organisation is having character and yeah. uh, bubbly uh, personality. Literally from the get-go, you knew you were, yeah. we were going to have fun today. You no, know, we knew we were going to enjoy it, you yeah. know, so and that, you get that. Now, uh, John Delaney... Anyhow, hopefully we'll be doing a bit more work. Just uh, a little information, uh, a pleasure obviously at the moment with the Irish under-17s after getting out of the group stage of the European Championships in England. Terrible start, 2-0 against Belgium. And because they had been... they're kind of fancied. Somewhat, somewhat so. They're probably just slightly outsiders. Yeah, the elites, but just next best. And Carfum, they went 2-0 down in the first game. You thought, oh God, is it just going to be one of these things? But two great wins, great and free kick by Troy Parrott. Did you see it? Yeah, cracker. So they played Bosnia. Who did they beat in the first game? Denmark. Denmark. They Revenge. played Bosnia. They beat them two 0 And from I didn't get to see that game. Now, from what I've heard, it, it could have been four yeah. or five. Because so. obviously, the, one of the one of the go to players probably in the tournament and one of the hottest prospects is Adam Eda from yes. Norwich, who's yeah. been running them up in the FAU Cup final. So just to go on that, it's live on RT two tomorrow night. It's seven o'clock, I think. It's a seven o'clock tomorrow. I think night. it's seven o'clock. So it's live. So hopefully, yeah. Uh, we see they're, they're playing Netherlands. Holland have had a good start. They had a couple of decent teams and they've won three from three. So they're up against it, but hey, Perfect. you never know. Sure, we all did it. Speaking of which, if anyone wants to go on the RTE.ie website, like you can go into this thing called Long Reads. It's a great long read about, because it's nearly 20 years next month when Ireland won the under-18s yeah. uh, with Liam George and Richard Dunn. Like, it was a proper under-18 team, a good side. Um, but it's about Liam George and his career. He literally only had another five or six years afterwards. He broke his legs three, three weeks after the championships <sighs> and just never happened after that. He went here, there and everywhere. Unfortunately, he just couldn't get it going. He's now a physio, like a lot of injury-prone yeah, players. Yeah, Richie yeah. Partridge, Norman Whiteside and all these guys, he's gone down the same route. Um and uh, yeah played in a few far off places even came back to Pats um, but yeah his father's from St Lucia I think his mother's from Dublin but always found himself to be Irish because he used to come home stereotypical English 
came home to Ireland every holidays and stuff like that. So it's a it's a very interesting read. I won't go too much. Just enjoy it. But yeah, just that stereotypical, just, unfortunate, injury-prone player just never happened in the end. You're just hoping that the players that are there now can make that name for themselves, exactly. make that breakthrough. If we could get a cluster and of enjoy four it or five. Because you never know. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just these. The, the 19s aren't 19s too are bad there, as well. Thereabouts. So you just, if you can get a cluster of four or five players that maybe see, seep into the, the national So yeah, game. we might see one or two full internationals uh, if anyone wants to have a look at it. Near 100% certain it's 7 o'clock tomorrow but it's definitely live on RT2 100% yeah. now up in Scotland Brendan <laughs> Rogers has had his say on Stephen Gerrard's appointment I think we'll have a listen to Brendan <laughs> Brendan thanks for joining us just want to get your thoughts on Stephen Gerrard joining Rangers well I'm very proud of Stevie I'm very proud he's a wonderful human being I'm delighted for him you know he certainly he's worked very hard um, you know, he's got great experience of coaching there. You know, he's done three long uh, weeks there uh, at Liverpool under 18. So he deserves to manage one of the biggest teams in Scottish football. Of course he does. But look, for me, you know, it's very early for Stevie. I think he, he could have possibly stayed in LA where I sent him in the first place. Now you've worked together over the years. Uh, do you think he's got much chance of making it as a manager? Well, I, I've worked with Stevie. I gave him his big opportunity at Liverpool. Um, I gave him his big opportunity to work with great technicians uh, like Ricky Lambert or Iargo Aspas there, Fabio Barini, and he learnt from great players. He really did, and he'll be very grateful to me. Um, so he's he's gonna he's learnt a lot. To be fair to him, you know, got him to to the League Cup semi final there. So he's, he's very lucky to work with me. But now you know, now he wants to work against me. That's up to him. I don't have a problem. I'm very proud of him. He's a great great guy. Uh, do you think he's got much chance of winning the league next season? Well, look, it's going to be very difficult for him. I think they're going to really challenge there for second place because he's got some to some really big teams. It's a very difficult league to win. I mean, we've only won it 316 times. And, you know, it's got very difficult for Rangers. But, you know, he's going to come up second place. He'll be up there with Hibernian, Kilmarnock, um, Partick Thistle. Good for him. You know, silver silver medal is, is, you know, it's a good prize, so good luck to him. Uh, if you could say anything to Stephen today, what would it be? Game on, Stevie. Game on. So the mind games there have kicked in. in already, Brendan That's Rogers. fight talk from Brendan Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Speaking of management, we might as well go into another management clip as well. We might as well keep going with this. Uh, Roy Keane and Dimitar Perbatov, the famous partnership from Spurs, were on yeah. Soccer AM yesterday. And uh, they always worked well together. Keane, we all know, was a bit of crack. And uh, it came up about his little stint so far in India as manager. And then a question came up about them being a management duo. Uh, let's just say Berbatov goes a bit Zlatan on this. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, have a listen. Uh, you mentioned management. You had a little, little go at What sort of manager are you? Um, well... The first game that I was in charge of, we played against um, Avron Grant's team. And we lost seven games in a row. So it was a home game. It was the finish, basically the finish uh, last. So we needed to win. Um, so I went absolutely defensive. Nice. Um, and which is I would never do as a manager. And we won 1-0. Uh, scored the winner, which was nice. As you, and, uh, as you do. And the next, the next game I went uh, as I would play as a manager you know, expansive football, and we end up winning 4-1, so uh, I think you have to adapt it to certain situations, which, you know, which I did. 
Has that given you um, an appetite to be a manager one day, Rob? Yeah, 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 yeah? definitely, yeah. Did you enjoy um, it? Yeah, I did, yeah. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, done my coaching badges. I'm in uh, the process of, of doing my pro licence in, in July with the FAA. Okay. So it's certainly something that I want to go down, yeah. Dimitar, have you ever fancy going into management, a bit of coaching? Yeah, the thing is that every every football player thinks that he can be a manager, yeah. you know. If you ask me, I think I'll be a great manager. You ask Kino, he say the same thing. <laughs> but the, the reality is different, so we'll see. It's in my mind, but I have a lot of other interests in my life. So what about a management duo? Oh, you two are amazing yes. up top. Oh, Imagine wow. if forces combined. Then we're going to fight, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I'd yeah. Have to... <laughs> Someone's got to be in charge, yeah, isn't it? I'd have to do all the work, but that's the problem. Right. <laughs> I'll be the face, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, a little bit of Zlatan and training. I'll be the face. Yeah, so uh, I could see the banter between the two boys still strong after all the years. Yeah, no, they, uh, I mean, they're a great combination of sports. And they, I mean, there was just, there was, yeah, there was goals galore with them. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of, because there's a lot of managerial Gerial sort of vacancies now, and I suppose, you know, with the Fergusons and the Wengers and uh, the older, elder yes. management units that have always been there are drifting away it's interesting to see people coming in uh, and what they're capable of and what they're not capable of yeah. because everyone can talk a good game gary neville and then <laughs> it falls apart so you know it is it, quite so easy. it's a tough business it's a tough business all right more more fun and frolics now coming up after the break Yes, welcome back here. Liffy Sounds 96.4. That's a quality off. song, isn't it? FIFA! It's from yeah. FIFA. Tom Grennan with Found What I've Been Looking For. Yeah, it's always in the background. It always gets me going. Can't wait to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a couple of uh, former guests' uh, news things to go to. X uh, Coventry and... Did he play full international, Barry? Barry Prendival? Barry Prendival. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. He's looking after Minute University. And uh, what's... Underage. Yeah, they, they had the Intermediate Cup final there yesterday. Against... Fairhouse? against Fairhouse and it was uh, it was 1-0 to Fairhouse in the 91st minute or something no, like I... that and uh, oh God, I, I didn't see the game obviously yeah. I, I was out and away and doing football so I don't know whether that. they show it live but they do do a lot of coverage on air sports so if yeah. anyone's seen it the Junior Cup and the Intermediate yeah. Cup was on yesterday and in the Aviva yeah so oh, it's a great day out I for think them. it was 91st minute they were 1-0 up something happened I'm not too sure what happened <laughs> Fairhouse player got sent off there must have been a penalty or where, yeah, and yeah. they got a goal one all and Minute went on then to win it for extra time or penalties extra time four one and extra time Jesus yeah. overrun them and that's a division one A side so it's a third that's fantastic they're down. in the same league as Luke United am I right yes that's it? correct yeah, yeah. and uh, brilliant and I'm de- 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 delighted for Barry uh, delighted for David Travers who plays in David Travers who plays centre midfield for Minute Town uh, because because he actually broke his ankle there a couple of weeks ago. Good oh. for him that he didn't play in the final, but I'm delighted for him because a huge part of that team and uh, you know that that club. It's it's just good to see 
a localish you know, just club. Just push the back in like Tony Fina and just go, I'm going to stop moaning. <laughs> yeah. Footballers, they're just soft, aren't they? Just soft footballers. Now, Medlin David, his brother Mark, who we had on the show. Yes, goalkeeper with Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, with Bournemouth. He uh, won the under 21 player of the year. For yeah. Bournemouth. For Bournemouth. Super, yeah. considering he started the year out on loan, I think, with Weymouth. Weymouth, remember, yeah, yeah. that's when so he was... came back. When we, we talked to him at the start of the season, that's who he was with. So, he, yeah, he's back with Bournemouth now. Because there's a great picture a couple of weeks ago with another former guest of ours, because uh, we spit out all the, the hits here with mm-hmm. Conor Masson. The two boys were in the, the, the extended squads for Liverpool and Bournemouth there a couple of weeks ago, and there's yeah. a picture of them underneath the main stand. It was great to see, like, yeah. two ex-teammates in, uh, in Premier League squads. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you never know. They could be uh, rivals, hopefully, in a, another year or two. Yeah, yeah. And with Joe Gomez, a little nod, he's going to be out, of the cha- uh, out for the rest of the season and the World Cup because obviously the World Cup are going to be cranking that up a notch next week because yeah. we've no football to talk about other than the no. World Cup, um, which might mean Connor might slip into the extended Champions League squad. And, and you know, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. And because we've seen him in the semi finals uh, out on the pitch. Yeah. On, yeah, in Rome, and all the celebrations. You know, celebrating. And again, it's a team game, it's a squad game, you yeah. know, so it's, it's, it's and huge. Who knows what might happen today? Yeah, I'm not saying he'll probably play but I can't see two of them getting injured but there's only yeah. really three centre halves at the moment so yeah, yeah. it happened to one of them he's he's on the bench you never know realistically I don't really want them to play because I'd hate them to be on a losing side and you know if I hit the blame there's only one cope now of Liverpool win in two weeks time I'm not going to be uh, uh, responsible for my uh, potential uh, state uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning if we win I apologise now before it happens um, just moving away from football for a change because <laughs> it's, it's all it is at the moment uh, great nod to Ireland making history yesterday finally the the Irish weather became uh, the the man of the match on Monday or on Monday on Friday yeah, it stopped the first day's play against Pakistan in Ireland's first ever test cricket match unfortunately they had to wait till yesterday to finally get it on and they had a great start they got two wickets quite early but Pakistan finished the day on 268 for six so still quite respectable the lower half is there hopefully you can get rid of them before uh, tea t- or before lunch today and then we'll see what they can do on the bat so yeah. it's turned into a four day match which is what they're used to anyway um, unfortunately the, the, the weather uh, held out on, on, on Friday because it was an interesting piece on the RT website about it because a lot of the cricket world would have come over to, yeah, to coverage it and of course typical they Ireland. got rained off so. especially after the weekend just gone that yeah. was scorching it, so, was, it was inevitable, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So hopefully they'll get a good day. But the main thing is, play. and I seen a tweet up from uh, Irish Cricket was, listen, we've waited all our lives. One, bit, one more day is not going to matter. 100%. So, so. They're, on, oh, they're off. They're running. They're and, off and running. And, and, and hopefully now And there was a, a little piece about them. Uh, the guy who's looking after Irish Cricket, he basically said, this isn't going to take over. It's something that we want to maybe do three or four times a year because it is the ultimate test. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, we want to, be more experts in the one day slash uh, 2020 so they kind of know that's not going to sell in Ireland people aren't going to go and sit there for five days nothing against test cricket in, in relation to cricket it is the ultimate test but it, they know that this is something that's it's going to be a little bit more on the side three yeah. or four a year do a bit of travelling doing it as well but mostly they're still going to push the, yeah. the 2021 day format so we'll yeah. wait and see another sport that could be on the rise even more so it, yeah because I think I, I don't know if it's something that we might have to look into again but I, I think it was a, it came up on the news there recently uh, in the last day or two like participation in say football soccer yeah. is is not considerably but it's down more than you yeah, would expect yeah. well, it's a lot of competition yeah. and as you said nowadays kids now get bored a lot quicker so yeah, they're yeah. trying everything and of course it's a, mo- a lot more diverse in Ireland yeah. so some of these 
uh, games are coming to the fore and of course some of the Irish guys are going in with some of their mates who are from say Asia or Australia or wherever they're coming from and oh, should we give cricket a lash you, yeah. know, you know and you never know and it could be great for the game as well and who knows we'll be cheering on somebody some Irish team at the World Cup and God knows anything God knows man uh, Sir Alex Ferguson oh God I can't believe I said that Alex Ferguson <laughs> <laughs> just before you get into that can well, I just well, we have to move along quickly now very quickly Les Herbier Les Herbier yeah. no ring about no. no. They were in the cup final with Paris Saint-Germain on Tuesday. Yes. League, like a tour division tier yes, team. Yes, yes, yes. A couple of days later, relegated to tier four. No way. Yeah. God, oh. Good luck. And there they were. And Hamburg, the last little fact, the last team to ever be relegated from the top tier. They were the only team ever that we were in the top. In always in it. And uh, yeah, let's just say, um, look, at it, look at the website. They wrecked the gaff. Ever, <laughs> ever since Kevin Keegan left. Yeah, blame the pair. <laughs> anyway, good work, um, Michael Appleton talked about Alex Ferguson, who has been released from uh, intensive care. Um, well, he's, uh, I think he's still in hospital. And allegedly the first question was, uh, how did Darren how did, get on? Yeah, how did Tom Caster do? Yeah. Uh, here's a little story from Michael Appleton about Ferguson in all the, uh, the, the thoughts and, uh, and comments that are around our social media, Michael, is how virtually all of them from people who have played for him have the word boss in or, or gaffer in, e- even now, long after he's managing them. And, and you played for him right at the start of your career. Yeah, I think, obviously, it's a, he's got a massive respect from everyone that's ever worked with him, whether it's a, a coach working underneath him or a player playing for him. And, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, all the, the well wishes are out there, you know, wishing him a speedy recovery. I mean, not just the players who are playing with him in the present day or were playing in the present day uh, at the time. Um, you know, I remember getting a right rollicking off him once I, uh, once I left Blackburn for not calling him and speaking to him about the job before he even took it. Really? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He called me up about a week after I got sacked by Blackburn and um, invited me to the training ground at Carrington and uh, gave me a right good rollicking. <laughs> and do, do you still go into sort of uh, a sort of small boy role being admonished by, by a father figure? In yeah. That, even, was, though you're a, even though you're a grown man. I was telling Nigel off air. It was, um, I remember his, his office at Carrington and there were two parts of it. One where he had his office and another like a living area. And uh, I pretty much come in um, said, all right, boss. And he went, go in there and wait for me. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I've not been here for like 10 years, not worked for him. Like, you know, I was getting told off. So I just I walked off, sat down and waited for him to come see me. <laughs> 